Hey everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me as always as Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you? Doing great. It's Billboard Music Awards week. Do 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 Billboard Awards. <laughs> That's the official theme song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be really budget, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, well, we'll be talking about the Billboard Music Awards and more. Because the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we have news about Katy Perry's upcoming album, as well as her tour announcement. Yeah. Camila Cabello's new single, and chart news about how Luis Fonsi's Despacito hits number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and how Logic bows atop the Billboard 200 with his Everybody album. In addition, we'll dive into all things Billboard Music Awards, as the big show happens this weekend on Sunday in Las Vegas. At the T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> live. Live, live, live. live. <laughs> Actually, it's live on all coasts. Yeah, it really is. 8 o'clock for uh, you East Coasters, 5 p.m. for the West Coasters. Um, all coasts. Well, our two coasts. All the coasts. All the coasts. I mean, Even the Florida coast, yep, the mm-hmm, Louisiana Texas, coast. Gulf. <laughs> the Gulf Coast. <laughs> um, well, in addition, we also have an interview with Billboard Music Awards nominee and performer Imagine Dragons. We caught up with Dan Reynolds and Wayne Sermon of the band last week to chat about their upcoming new album, Evolve, as well as their own tips for first-time visitors to Las Vegas, and uh, even much more. So stick around for that in just a little bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you don't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So weird having you say that. Yeah, I stole the butt first. But first. But first. But first, Katie steals the butt first. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are two of the biggest headlines on the charts today, this week. Of the moment. (laughs) Uh, Number one, for the fourth time in as many weeks, we've got a brand new number one on the Billboard Hot 100 as Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito featuring Justin Bieber jumps to number one. And number two, speaking of number one, and number two, over on the Billboard 200 albums chart, rapper Logic scores his first number one as everybody launches atop the tally. All right, so let's break down these two items individually. First up, both Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee notch their first number ones on the Hot 100, while Justin Bieber nabs his fifth leader as Despacito rises 3-1 to one on the tally. Impressively, Bieber replaces himself at number one as Despacito bumps DJ Khaled's I'm the One from the top, which also happens to feature Justin Bieber. Remember not so long ago when he didn't even have one number one? And now he's just racking him up. racking him up. Every week. I hear he's popular. <laughs> um, well, Despacito also returns to number one on the digital song sales chart with its best sales week yet. 104,000 downloads of the song were sold in the week ending May 11th, according to Nielsen Music. And the song hits number one for the first time on the streaming songs chart. And it jumps 18 to 11 on the radio songs airplay chart. Radio, always a little bit behind. Uh Um, Katie, 
Uh, you know, it's fairly unusual to have this much turnover at number one. I'm going to have you hand your phone over to me. Hmm. Uh, it's fairly unusual to have this much turnover at number one at uh, on the Hot 100. Can you take a wild guess as to when we last had four new number ones in as many weeks? I asked Katie for her cell phone because the answer is in her cell phone. Well, I she just like... She doesn't know she has the answer in her cell phone. I'd just like to begin by saying I love when there's this much turnover. I love when, like, lots of different artists get to have number one hits, especially the last two weeks when it's been, like, three artists this week and, like, five or six artists last week with that DJ Khaled right. song. So, anyway, I like to share the wealth. But to answer your question, I mean, I really cannot possibly venture a guess. I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the decade instead of a year. How about this? It's <laughs> been nearly 27 years. Oh, well, then it's either 89 or 90. 19, so, 1990. <laughs> uh, back in 1990, uh, we had seven uh, number ones in a row that all spent or seven new number ones all in a row. Seven. Oh, man. So we got a ways to go before that record again. Yeah. And also, this was a time back before. I'm not going to read you off the, the names of the songs. You can find this in Gary Truss's amazing, very thorough story about the new Hot 100 this week. So go read Gary's What's story. the most famous one, though? Um, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Oh, that that does it. Yep. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> um, and then there's some others in there, too. Um, but back in 1990, this was before the Hot 100 became a uh, chart that was measured uh, f- with data from Nielsen Music, electronically dated. So the chart was based on reports from radio stations and, you know, retailers. So you had to trust those reports that, you know, they had the best the best possible reporting possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, things moved a little bit quicker in the pre-electronic days. Si. Yeah. Yes. Si. Despacito. Despacito. Slowly. <laughs> Actually, things move more despacito now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Slowly. I'm probably using the word incorrectly. Um, well, next up, Rapper <laughs> Logic debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with everybody giving the artist his first number one and his best sales week ever. The set launches with 247,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending May 11th, of which 196,000 were in traditional album sales. Everybody actually follows two earlier top tens for Logic. His album, The Incredible True Story, hit number three in 2015, and Under Pressure reached number four back in 2014. Well, we're very happy for Logic, but I'm guessing next week he might not hold on to that number one. Not so much. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, anything can happen, but... At the present, industry forecasters suggest that Harry Styles's 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 uh, his self-titled debut album will probably open at number one on the next Billboard 200 with maybe 250,000 units uh, earned in the week ending May 18th, and of that, like around 200,000 could be in traditional album sales. It's a good little album. I think this kid's got a future. <laughs> Go on a limb. He's had a little bit of practice. <laughs> um, yeah, so stay tuned for that, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, Harry at the top of the chart if that happens. If it happens. Also, there's some other big albums that came out this week that are also aiming for big debuts, which I didn't mention include Paramore, Zach Brown Band, uh, MGK, and there's one that I'm forgetting. Mm. There's another one. It was a hearty week of music. Yeah, there's a whole. You know, we go without nothing, and all of a sudden, boom. Seriously. Yeah. Um, shall we hit some of the big headlines over on Billboard.com? Yes, please. So on Monday morning, Katy Perry unveiled the title of her upcoming fourth major label album, and it is 
I can't do a drum roll sound, but it is, <laughs> Keith's got me, Witness, hmm. which she gave a little hint uh, with her outfit at the Met Gala uh, a few weeks ago. It actually said Witness on her headdress that she wore. The album will drop via Capitol Records on June 9th. She also announced the dates for the North American leg of Witness the Tour. Witness the Tour. Witness the Tour. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Which kicks off September 7th in Columbus, Ohio, and runs through February 5th in Vancouver, at least so far. Hmm. Um, on her new album, Perry, quote, reflects on the changes in her own life and in the world around her, delivering songs that both challenge and inspire, according to a press release announcing the album. So that's not really her talking. That's no, a press no, no. release talking. Yes, okay. yes. And, um, you know, as we've seen from Chain to the Rhythm and Bon Appetit, obviously, music with a message is her is her new deal. Well, two very different messages. Absolutely, but messages nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, most songs <laughs> tend to have messages. <laughs> um, so, every ticket purchased for the tour will include a copy of the Witness album. In addition, mm-hmm. Perry has partnered with the Boys and Girls Clubs of America to donate tickets to club members and volunteers and is giving fans a chance to earn free tickets by joining Global Citizen and taking action to support Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And $1 from every ticket will be donated to Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Uh, just to note, uh, when Katie says how... When, when our Katie says that the other Katie's <laughs> uh, tour, where every ticket purchased for the tour will include a copy of the Witness album, what that means is your ticket purchase, you are paying for that album. It's baked in. It's baked into your ticket price. Like you are, there's actually a chunk of that that ticket price that is actually paying for the album. But it's fun to only make one transaction. Um, well, <laughs> you still have to because it's baked in. The customer actually has to redeem the album. They actually have to say yes, give me this album. And, right. and a lot of people never do. Right. Um, we've talked about this before. Like Chainsmokers did it, and you know, a lot of acts have done this sort of thing. And a lot of people never want to redeem it because they're getting the album from some 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 other way, or maybe they just want to stream it through Apple or Spotify. So yeah, not necess- we're not going to necessarily see like hundreds and thousands of right. Like yeah. every ticket sold does not equal an album sold. Correct, Katie. Right. Thank you for making that more succinct. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I sit next to Keith, so I hear all of this. She a lot. she boils my stuff down to more <laughs> bite sized bits. <laughs> so in other big pop announcements, Camila Cabello took to social media on Sunday night to finally reveal details of her upcoming debut solo music. In a lengthy post on Twitter and Instagram, the former Fifth Harmony member revealed that her first album will be called The Hurting, The Healing, The Loving, and that the project's lead single will come out on Friday. Hey! Uh, She told the story of how she began writing for the album, which started more than a year ago, when she jotted down lyrics in a hotel bathroom for what became a song called I Have Questions, separate song from this lead single, yet untitled lead single. Uh, But about that song coming out on Friday... Seems like a strong possibility, maybe. I mean, we have no idea that we might get to hear its television debut at the 2017 Billboard Music Awards on Sunday. What can we get ink? Where Camila happens to be a performer. Hey. And Keith and I will be both there as well in Las Vegas, where we'll be stationed on the red carpet, ready to talk to all your favorite pop stars. Uh, Keith, anybody you're really hoping will stop and uh, chat with us on Sunday? Uh, well, I would love to talk to Cher. Oh my god, obviously. Receiving the Icon Award. The Icon Award. Because Um, she's an icon. And she's performing as well. Um, I would like to talk to Camila. Mm, That'd be fun. Absolutely. Um, those are two big ones. Who would you like to speak with? Oh man, um, yeah, I... (laughs) 
Let's see Drake do yeah, a red carpet interview. He's not. But if he does... He will not. Yes, the, I would love to talk to Drake. I'll yeah, just put that out in sure. the universe. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I thought for sure a couple years ago when Jennifer Lopez was doing a red carpet and I was, someone said, oh, you're going to talk to Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, yeah, right. And, and then, then she sure suddenly enough, was there. So You never know. Miley would be fun and exciting to see on the carpet yeah. as well. Um, and Cher actually is also performing, as you mentioned, but she's performing Believe. Like, this is going to be great. Yeah. I'm really excited. Celine Dion's going to be there singing My Heart Will Go On. Like, what is this? This is amazing. It's, it's, it's the, the retro Spotify show. Spotify playlist come to life. <laughs> um, well, uh, what else is happening on the show? Oh, Ludacris and Vanessa Hudgens are hosting. Yes. Um, it's Luda's fourth time Vanessa's, at the helm. Vanessa's first. Vanessa's first. I've, I, has she hosted anything before? You know, really? not that I can recall, hmm. um, but obviously she's, you know, a very accomplished stage actress and anybody who can go on Broadway for, oh, you know. Oh, she was every- so great in Grease Live. Oh my goodness. She was amazing in Grease Live. I feel like she's going to be like super on top of this. She can deal with live stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I'm like, um. um also, Katie and I are really looking forward to just going to Vegas. We have so many plans. <laughs> I feel like we should tell the people our plans. Uh, we're we're going to go see Britney Spears this Friday. Obviously. Win Obviously. in Vegas. Piece of Me. Which Keith saw the first opening night of yep. uh, this Piece of Me show, but I have yet to see it right. at all. And, I, and, and, you know, so much in the show has changed. It's now the reinvented, reimagined, remixed, or whatever they're calling it. So I'm looking forward to that. Katie, you're doing something fun on Saturday. Yeah, I might be going to the Magic Mike live show. Hey, slightly different show. I am covering it. I'm talking to the music supervisor for the show um, before the show. And then I'm going to Magic Mike. I'm going to immerse myself into the world of Magic Mike. <laughs> I, yes. I look forward to every lurid detail. And we'll be going to Wolfgang Puck to eat a lot of food. Yes, there will be a lot of food. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Wolfgang Puck, we but are not, it's so but delicious. Man, do they have some great spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, um, should we talk about performers? Yeah, yeah. I um, mean... Well, we mentioned Cher and yes. Celine and, you know, I mean, Drake's performing, Sam Hunt's performing... Uh, Florida Georgia Line is performing with John Legend. Yeah. It's that kinda, is kind of fun. You know what? I feel like those, they're like really good at the weird pairings at award shows. Both of those artists. Oh, like, yeah. And Florida Georgia Line actually uh, had like the hit of the ACM Awards by performing with Backstreet Boys last month. So, yeah. you know, that's their thing. Um, Nicki Lord? Minaj. Did we talk Lord? about Lord? We haven't really talked about Lord. Uh, this is her first like sort award of award show performance for sure. Yeah, in a while. I, I can't remember the last time she was on an award show. I mean, it must have been probably Grammys like three years ago. I mean, I know she was on the AMAs a while back when she did uh, that Hunger Games song, but that yeah. was a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know who else is performing? Who? Imagine Dragons. Hey! <laughs> Funny enough. Well, um, after all that chat about the Billboard Music Awards, it's now time for our interview with a current nominee and a performer on the show, Imagine Dragons. We spoke to Dan and Wayne of the band just last week, the same day they announced that their new album, Evolve, is on the way, and uh, they announced their upcoming tour all at the same time. Wham, bam, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about their songwriting process, how they hooked up with songwriter Justin Tranter and producers Matt Mann and Robin for the record, and uh, how the band wanted to bring in some fresh eyes on the album, namely Matt Mann and Robin and, and Justin Tranter and some other folks, as they say, quote, we were still trying to find our identity, as crazy as that sounds. Mm. And so they wanted some folks to sort of help guide them. Um, Matt Man and Robin, by the way, produced songs like DNCE's Cake by the Ocean and Selena Gomez's Hands to Myself. 
both which also happen to be co-written by Justin Tranter. Um, in addition, as the band will be playing our show this weekend in Vegas, and Dan is from Vegas, and I think Wayne either lives there now or did for a good amount of time, we thought, who better to give us some tips on where to go and what to see for a first-time visitor to Vegas than Imagine Dragons themselves? So, here's our interview with Dan and Wayne of Imagine Dragons. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Imagine Dragons. Well, well Dan hey. and Wayne. Hello. Hello. Wayne has a very low voice. It's a very deep, robust voice. That was my high voice. That was your, <laughs> that was your high voice. Um, well, so much is happening right now. You recently announced that your new album, Evolve, will be released on June 23rd, and it's available for pre-order now. Correct, yes. Um, when did you guys actually start working on the album, and... Did you go into it with like a specific theme or concept in mind when you started working on it? Uh, I wouldn't say we went in with any theme or concept. I I always just write as part of my daily kind of like I wake up and there's a time in my day when I sit down and always create music. And Wayne um, will typically either send me some like guitar line or something to start with or I'll just create some empty palette, start with an empty palette. And, and um, so... Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't say there was any theme going into the record. It's we like just a concept create, record. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, it's not. A, I wouldn't say it's a concept record, but Damn. it really is. Like, yeah, yes, it's very. It's it's definitely a high, high concept. Art, high concept. Our, our manager is very happy. It's not a concept yeah. record. <laughs> it really is like I, I write this journal piece for two years or whatever the time is between the record, mm-hmm. and then when it comes time to create, we kind of turn the pages through it and look at these kind of little individual ideas. I wouldn't call them songs even. Right. They're really just kind of soundscapes, and then we'll pick through them and. and find kind of a correlating theme and and so after the after the fact we kind of say okay what's what is the theme like what is it is it all coalescing what is this yeah is it what is this thing yeah is it awful yeah is it off stop it's kind of a fun puzzle every time we do this you know it's like when you make a huge painting and then you finally step back and you can finally see what it actually is and what makes sense you can pick apart and then and then you can make the album cover because you kind of know what you're going for now and i think that the album cover really kind of epitomizes the whole thing for us it's coming from a place of dark into a place of color and that mm. yeah. and the picture of the album sort of encapsulates that do you guys get nervous when you release new music still yeah i i think so i think you're dead if you don't right because as an artist uh you, you could be very nonchalant about it yeah you know what? i wish i could tell you that i'm like you know some badass who's like i don't care what anybody thinks in the world but i think as an artist you I, for me i feel like i'm already such a critic of myself that i'm always af- afraid of putting something out to the world because you know that's just the way it is. But at the end of the day, you have to kind of just own it and say, get to a point where you believe enough in the art that you've created, whether you like it or not, but you feel like it speaks for who you are, that you can get behind it. Right. Um, but yeah, and pick, especially picking the first single because it's so indicative of what's to come and people hear it and they say, oh, this is the new direction or is it not? And um, it, it's always, a, that can be a scary process. Yeah. People like to quickly like project and try to interpret, Ooh, what does this mean? What does totally. the sound mean? Where are they going with right. this? Right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of believer, um, it's blowing up our charts, which right. maybe right. I don't, I, I don't know if anyone from your team informs you about billboards charts or anything. We all, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit oh, yeah. Yeah. And we look ourselves. So don't oh, yeah. oh well, we, we try to, we definitely we appreciate keep the up clicks. Like, thank you. Yes. Um, I've no, actually listened to your podcast quite a few times. Sure, you have. I ha- I, I really have. Such actually. BS. I, uh, well, I could. We could go through it if you want. Oh, okay. Well, it, wow. 
thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm I'm very impressed. Um, well, uh, your song "Believer" has been number one on the alternative charts, uh, alternative songs chart for seven weeks. Yeah. And it's already top twenty on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, how did you hook up with the producers of the song, Matt Man and Robin, as well as Justin Tranter? Was that something that like they came to you with something that was kind of half done and you worked together. How did that work out? Uh, Justin is, a, is a f- an old friend. Um, my wife sings for a band called Nico Vega and they used to tour with semi precious weapons a lot. Oh, well, there you and, go. yeah. So, so I knew Justin from his, from his days in the band and he's just such a rad individual and an incredible writer. Um, so we knew for the first time we wanted to bring in producers. We, as a band, we've always self-produced about eighty percent of it, and then cut done a couple tracks per record with Alex DeKid, mm-hmm. uh, who's also our label president, and he's great. But we wanted to bring in fresh eyes to come in and say, "Hey, these are the things that maybe you could let go of with the band, and these are things that maybe let's look at more." I felt like we we still were trying to find our identity uh, to our identity, and we needed someone to come in and kind of help us find our own di- identity. As crazy as that sounds. Um, and we met with a lot of different producers and Matt, Man and Robin were two that we really, we just really clicked with them. And mm-hmm. I think they, they, we knew we wanted to be more minimalistic on this record and they do that. That is their bread and butter. You know, they're, they're Swedish and they, they are the very Swedes. selective. The Swedes. <laughs> Damn Swedes. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They're super selective. And Justin was very respectful when we got in the room I, I i said look this is the first time that i've written with someone else and it i i feel very like i have to write my own lyrics or i feel weird about it and and i just want to get out of the way and justin was like look i am here to help you be the best version of you and that was really important to me and justin was just such an incredible sounding board and brought so much to the table um and and they were just such a rad team to work with yeah is most of the album matt man and robin or is it like three quarters and then oh. probably uh three or three or four of the songs are them and so i think they were sort of the linchpin of the whole album like that's sort of where the sound started was from those four songs and and we brought in Joel Little, who had done uh, a lot of rad stuff. He did uh, Pure Heroin with Lord, which I love that record. And then he did uh, a lot of other cool stuff. We worked with um, John, Hill. John Hill, done a bunch of cool who alternative stuff. Who did Thunder? Stuff. Thunder was with Alex. It's so cool. It yeah. just sounds really Thank cool. You. Rad. Thank you. And it just does something to your ears and makes it sound cool. That's all. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Alex is great. And, and it was cool because we came to him after we'd worked with these other producers and said, hey, this is a, the direction we're in. And he, he worked with that. He mm-hmm. was like, okay, let's find, you know, instead of, you know, what we had created with him before, he came along with us on the ride, which right. is cool. Um, this show is actually airing uh, on the Tuesday before the Billboard Music Awards. Okay, cool. So this is serving as part of our preview episode of the awards show. And you'll be playing the Billboard Music Awards, yeah. and you're a nominee this year as well. Love it. Um, it. Because you're from Vegas, if someone was coming to Vegas for the first time, let's say coming to the Billboard Awards, what would you suggest that they do? Like, if they've never been to Vegas, what would you do? Oh, you got to go to Red Rock, right? Like, yeah. skip the strip. and Yeah, I would <laughs> say skip the strip. Go. Uh, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking to get away and, like, find yourself and be an introvert, then I'd say go to Red Rock and go on some of the hikes there. There's some incredible trails. If you're looking to experience Vegas, then I'd say <laughs> go to, like, the Cosmopolitan, which is probably, like, the most happening hotel right now in Vegas. And that cool chandelier get, like, the thing. Szechuan flower drink Ooh. at the Chandelier Bar oh. where you eat a flower and it changes, like, your taste buds. It's really rad. Um, and there's LSD in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you about that. But <laughs> yeah. That's the secret menu. That is the no. secret. Um, yeah. 
But if you're looking, or if you're looking for like the locals part of Vegas, then I'd say go to a show at like the Bunkhouse or the Beauty Bar. Go to First Friday, which is a really rad arts festival they do, and Container Park. Container Park. Yeah. Are you guys there that much? Really? Are, mm-hmm. Or do you still live there as your family? Yeah, I, li- and yeah, I live there uh, permanently. That's that's born and raised, and I I love it. Yeah. Well, um, you guys will actually be uh, playing the T-Mobile Arena on your own tour, mm-hmm. which starts in September. I think it's the third date of the tour. Yep. I think tickets are on sale they are, now. They, or no, we just announced the tour today. Right. I think they go on pre-sale, pre-sale today. Tomorrow? Today? Tomorrow? Really soon. I think it's tomorrow. It's happening. Okay, today. Right. By the time people hear this, the tickets will yes, be on okay, sale. Yes, okay, yeah. Buy some tickets, yeah. all right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I should probably get wrapped up here. Um, th- yes, please. That was the voice of a publicist near me. Um, thank you so much, you guys, for doing this. Thank you. And we'll see you at the Billboard Music Awards. Excellent. Yay. Thanks again to Dan and Wayne of Imagine Dragons. Uh, they are always so much fun to talk to. Uh, make sure to check them out on the road later this year on tour. Tickets are available now. They're probably listening right now. They're probably listening they're, they're right now. They're podcast listeners. They, they've listened to the podcast. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I'm still <laughs> flummoxed that they have. Um, and of course, their new album Evolve is uh, due out in June. So make sure to go pre-order it and listen to the songs that are available now. Just go. Consume all Imagine Dragons. Also, Katie, we're going to definitely hit up the Chandelier Bar at the Cosmopolitan. Oh, yes. um, In Vegas, because the drink that Dan mentioned, I Googled it. um, I believe it's called the Verbena. Okay. um, And it's, according to the menu I found, quote, a highly aromatic cocktail playing on the sweet lemon of Verbena and the kick of ginger. Eat the Szechuan button before <laughs> sipping to take your taste buds on a roller coaster ride. This sounds complicated. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a Szechuan button and a, there's a kick of ginger. It and would be my first Szechuan button. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I, yes. I look forward to seeing the Szechuan button. <laughs> well, now it is time for the Chart Stat of the Week. <laughs> 30 years ago this week, U2 earned its first number one on the Hot 100 with With or Without You. The song hit the top of the list dated May 16th, 1987, and spent a total of three weeks at number one. It was the first of two leaders for the act. Uh, They also hit the top with I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Both songs were from the band's monster smash album, The Joshua Tree, which ruled the Billboard 200 for nine weeks in 1987, the band's longest run at number one. It was their first of, so far, seven number one albums. And conveniently enough, U2 is currently on tour celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Joshua Tree. The band kicked off its aptly named The Joshua Tree Tour 2017 on May 12th in Vancouver. Uh, The trek continues on around the world through August 1st in Brussels. So, there you have it. 30 years ago this week, U2 got its first number one on the Hot 100 with With or Without You. All right. You know what's kind of a bummer? What? They're playing the Rose Bowl this weekend, you too. We and, won't uh, we won't be, be here. Vegas, we'll be in Vegas. We'll be talking about the entire time. Yeah. But, you know. Well, well, maybe the maybe the tour will come back around. You never know. You never know. Should it's... we maybe listen to a U2 song? Um, sure. What song do you want to go out on? I mean, I really like Where the Streets Have No Name, also from Joshua Tree. Sure, why not? All right, awesome. See you guys next week. Bye. I want to reach out.
And touch the flame Where the sea 